And welcome to the After Overtime Podcast with your host, Tyler Lighty, and co-host, Nathan McWilliams. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it this week. Yeah. Got a big week in store. Yeah. No, it's... uh. It's been the, the, the everything's shutting down, so we're going back to not quite as many sports as last time. We were all locked in our houses, yeah. but uh, we got some. Yeah, we're we're falling back and on nothing, that to stay sane. I stand by. I will believe everything's going to shut down when it actually shuts yeah. down. Yeah. As I was driving in to write with you last night, I still saw outdoor seating in Philadelphia. So yeah, um, no. I don't know if that started today, and I just missed the memo. Uh, but it was definitely in effect last night. I actually passed this restaurant coming up to your house when I get off the exit at was that Kelly drive. Yeah. I know that back way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, there was like, uh, first of all, they didn't have heat lamps. They had giant fucking fire stems. Oh yeah. Those torches. I've never like seen those, anything yeah, like this. No, those are it crazy. was like an eight foot tall flame. I would have been scared for my life sitting anywhere that close. Yo, to it. we were at a restaurant like three months ago, I want to say. And if it was just a really cold summer yeah. night and they turned them on and they hadn't been turned on since, uh, you know, last winter. Yeah, of so course. So they were, like, burning, like, all the leaves that were in them or whatever. Oh, oh my God. It was, like, and it's popping. probably blowing everywhere, Like, right? uh, we were cool. We weren't worried about it, but there were a couple other tables right oh, around it so that were like, uh, is this going to blow up right now? This is terrifying. <laughs> I'd have been so worried. Yeah. So I passed this restaurant. Guess the name of this fucking restaurant. I've never, it's, I don't know what they serve. I, I hope French food. Guess the name of the restaurant. Frenchies? La bus. <laughs> the bus. The it's bus. It's fucking named the bus. And I didn't see Jerome Bettis anywhere. That seems like it should be a food truck, right? That definitely seems like it should be a food truck. Out of an old uh, yellow school bus, and they only serve cafeteria-style food. I kind of love that idea. So they serve, but it's like really like super trendy and bougie. So yeah, they'll yeah. do like meatloaf stuffed with mashed potatoes rolled into a cornbread. Uh-huh. Meatloaf Wellington. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Meatloaf Wellington. There you go. All right. So after that uh, odd example of American cuisine, we have a good show for you in store today. Um, I'm going to give you guys kind of like a roundabout of what we're going to talk about because we don't have like an in-depth topic this week because of the NBA. We are going to touch on the NBA draft, uh, a couple of the free agency decisions that have been hitting the desk, and then I want to talk about some stuff I saw on Thursday Night Football between who I think are two of the best teams in the NFL right now in Seattle and Arizona. And as always, I'll give you my three up, three down, and ladies locks. Let's get started. All right, yeah. So, Nate, you watched the draft, yeah? Did you watch I, the draft? I was in and out, but you know, I was I was glued to the Woj feed, so I was yeah, I was, you I, love... was I was keyed in. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. I'm a big Woj guy. I mean, I'm just I just love the the yeah. <laughs> we're Woj guys over Shams. Nothing against Shams. I respect what you do, but uh, Nate loves their fucking like. I love that rivalry. there's <laughs> there is like a sport within a sport there, and everybody like acknowledges it, and like I th- I feel like. Enough people like I genuinely enjoy it as though like I was watch. I don't know. I get not like sports because you're not you know it's not the show. Yeah. But there is something about that kind like a political race or something. It's kind of like that. You see who gets the scoop. I just think it's a fun thing. You don't really see in a lot of other sports. You probably will in the future. But uh, and and they're two guys that are as reputable as them. Usually. Oh yeah. At least one guy is like you know a like slick a talker. Yeah. Who says anything anybody tells anyway. him. But both these guys are solid. Yeah. You remember when uh, Bryce Harper was in free agency and that one reporter just kept tweeting out Bryce Harper, 10 years, 30, 300 million to different teams uh-huh. like every hour. There was a couple of them, man. I couldn't stand it. And I had all the notifications on. I remember oh, yeah. it was John Heyman was brutal. Because you wanted him so bad. Him or Machado at the time. Uh huh. And then Machado got signed and you thought it was all over. Cause yeah, because Machado for a while looked like the one that we were going to get. He was the guy they brought in first. And Bryce was like. He was playing the long game. He had no intentions to sign in early, so it was like yeah. it was nerve wracking. It definitely was. But a uh, little recap, quick on the NBA draft: top three kind of went as expected. Anthony Edwards went one to the Timberwolves. I mean, dudes, fucking! If you didn't see him play at Georgia, go watch some tape. I mean, he can really be dominant when he wants to. Um, but I gotta. Oh, also. You need to look up this restaurant story. I think I was telling you about it. Was I telling you or was I telling no. my roommate? So apparently the kid doesn't know how to use a restaurant. Anthony he Edwards? He doesn't know the restaurant system. What do you, what do you I mean? I sound like I'm being too vague, but I'm not. No, like apparently, he doesn't understand how to order food? He shows up at a hibachi restaurant near where he lives on a semi-regular basis with like a bowl of soup for them to heat up. And then he just sits down Wait, in the what? restaurant and eats the soup. He <laughs> this is a story I read on the internet. BYOS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, take it with yeah. a grain of salt. But there was... No, no, no. There's no way. There did seem to be some validity to it. 
He's already like, all right, first of all, all right, he's going to be a bust. Okay, that soup thing really worries me. <laughs> um, but secondly, what worries me the most is he had come out and said the other week how like he wanted to play football again and that basketball is like not really his first love. Yeah, no, that's and that doesn't need like obviously your job doesn't need to be your first love or highest passion, but when it's something like that, like a job that involved, like I would never want a director of a movie to be like, yeah, I'd rather be broke in stocks right now than here. Like that would worry me so much when you're not full passion. It's it's one of those things that you just kind of have to keep to yourself. No one's no one's angry about it, but it's probably just best to keep to yourself. You know what I mean? Just like the soup thing. And I could see. Uh, I did look that up, and there wasn't a single verifiable source. There, there was a bunch of sources, but not a single website verifiable. that I recognized. Okay. Um, so that could have been bullshit. Uh, that's still hilarious. It's still hilarious. Even somebody just came that up. That's super weird thing to like tarnish somebody's reputation with saying. <laughs> yeah, that he goes uh, to. And why a hibachi restaurant? Yeah, like this man's watching fucking. I think amazing that, chefs <laughs> flip flip on the grill. Uh-huh. He's like, yo, can you heat up my soup? That definitely makes it worse. That's so. Funny. What do you think he's bringing? You think he's bringing like Chinese soup? Like that's uh, what I picture. Hibachi is mostly like Chinese. I pictured a, a, a like a, a like wonton, wonton soup. Yeah, I had no. some wonton soup last night. Yeah, I know. That's kind of maybe that's just got in my head. But I don't know that, that if I had to pick, that would definitely be it. But as far as like guys not being in it, you, you do see that with guys at the end of their career being more open about that sort yeah, of thing. Of course. And that's like that's the time when you do it, because that, I feel like you gain more respect at that. Yeah. Point. No one cared when Steve Nash came out and was like, I love soccer. I want to play soccer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Which is. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, super interesting. Like but when like, Kobe came it, out like, later, I mean, Kobe was always a big soccer guy, but like even at the end of Kobe's career, he was like, no, yeah, like I really love soccer. Like mm-hmm. I'm about this shit. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, no one it, cared. Yeah, no, it's it's just it goes to show you how much more impressive it can be in instances where a guy prevails through that because it's like he was kind of clocking yeah. in and clocking out like the rest of us. Yeah. He makes a lot more money and everybody knows who he is, but he's still, you know, going to job, going to work for money. Not and that's never going to be your favorite guy, no matter how good he is. Yeah. That's not going to be the guy that your boss looks at. No matter how good the clock in and clock out guy does. And if you haven't learned this lesson yet, you know, you fucking suck. I'm be flat out because you're not putting in enough work at whatever you do. If you're the clock in and clock out person, no matter how good you are at your job, you're only going to get so far. Yeah, no, and I would think that the guys that we're talking about, although they wish they could be, I wouldn't think any, like, obviously the two yeah. guys we use as examples, but there's a lot more better middling examples. Oh, yeah, because Kobe Those never guys, left the gym. Yeah, but, so like. obviously that's not a good example. I would think Anthony Edwards still, you know, he cannot want to play basketball, but he has to realize the stakes and that he has to do that anyway. I like, mean, he, he has was, to train like yeah. you would train if you got a job at an engineering company without an engineering yeah, degree. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, right, you have right. to fucking know everything, even if you, it's not what you love. You're right. And he's going into an interesting situation there. Minnesota's got D'Lo and Cat. And, mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have a, like, young nucleus there. You have assets. You They kind of were able to do a little, you know, you always talk about when we're talking about Ben and Joe, like, if we trade one guy, we're kind of starting over. But they yeah. trade Wiggins, and they got a little bit of a little yeah. bit of a team together. I think that they worked out for both pick. teams, too. I think Wiggins is still, like, Wiggins is someone that actually I feel like he's never come out and said it, but he doesn't love the game. Yeah, I can he see that. He hasn't made – I could see that, but also – I could see it as a guy who was just a one-dimensional player that really was always going to be a one-dimensional player. Yeah, as a scorer, yeah. I mean, he he. We never saw more than that in college. We just assumed it was going to come. So I, I don't know about his work yeah, ethic and at the specifically. College level work, so that Kansas team was awesome. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I, lo- I used to love watching. That um, team. It was my favorite college basketball team. But yeah, I don't know. I would I would think, you know, he's yeah. he's got it all in there. But who knows? Yeah, but after uh, Soup Boy went number one. Uh, James Wiseman went too, which I think everyone saw coming mm-hmm. unless Golden State trade the pick. Um, unfortunately, for Golden State, it looks like they're going to be out of the championship running this year. I mean, like we said, they do have Wiggins, and they just added Kelly Oubre, and obviously they have Steph, but Clay's going to be out for the year with the torn Achilles. And, um, you know, Wiseman, I think, is going to be one of the better defensive centers in basketball, and he's definitely got some offensive grit to him. But, uh, you know, you can't rely on a rookie to come in and just hold down the middle like that, especially in today's NBA where the centers are so versatile. Uh-huh, yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, it's like probably he's, not He can't be, hold his own against, like, Anthony Davis. And it's probably not going to be the style of basketball you want to play to have him yeah. out there, you know, battling with the center with the style you're playing. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. The clay shit sucks. It really sucks because we're never going to get Well, we might, but it's going to be, you know, a latter version year of them. Yeah, I would have playing liked- LeBron. Uh, even just playing without KD again. I think we're going to get... I really wanted to see LeBron's Lakers play a full-strength Warriors team. Yeah. 
I would, but I do feel like that 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 uh, which by the way that I, rivalry had its climax. Uh, that had its cli- like that that doesn't feel to me like the no the it pressing. doesn't. Like I I want to see L A L A especially with this Montrose Harrell shit. Oh, yeah, Love that bad We'll get blood. to that. We will be getting to that. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of just I don't see that. For me, that's not like the ultimate ultimate matchup anymore. You're Interesting, but that is just where I'm at. Yeah, you're not wrong. And then uh, third, <clears throat> excuse me. Third overall to Charlotte uh, goes the third ball brother, LaMelo, who... um, He has arrived. (laughs) Not only has the prodigal son arrived, but I got to give him credit, man. I was not a big fan of his in high school when his dad was mouthing off, and I always wondered, why is that? And Scott Van Pelt said it once, and it was really smart. Scott Van Pelt was like, why do you hate this kid? Not to me, obviously. Mm -hmm. We didn't have like a private conversation, me and SVP. Yeah. But um, he had said on one big thing, he was like, why do you all hate this kid? You uh-huh. don't like his dad. Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with him. And after that, I was always like, no, he's 100% right. Yeah. I just don't like LeVar being a, a tool. I have no problem with LaMelo. And LaMelo's done all the right things, in my opinion. You know, he went to play overseas. He thought that was right. He had a great season. He's come back. He keeps saying all the right things. Uh, you know, he was excited. When he got drafted, he was genuinely excited. His dad didn't seem very excited, but he did. Funniest thing I've seen out of this, though, um, I feel like it's got to be mentioned at least once. The Hornets drafted him. So if you don't know, the owner of the Hornets is Michael Jordan. And LeVar's maybe most famous quote is that he would beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. LaMelo was asked about this at his uh, press conference. Uh-huh. Yeah, It was either yesterday or, today, or literally this morning. Here's the quote on when asked if he thinks Michael Jordan and his dad are going to play one-on-one. I don't think it's going to happen, and I think we know how it would turn out, to be honest. I mean, it's my pops and my boss, so I'm on both sides now. (laughs) Clearly, he knows Michael would kick his father's ass. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I would pay to see that, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, You got to hope that everybody in that situation... Uh, maybe except for LeVar because, you know, he seems to be his own, his own mind. Uh, everybody else, the, the brothers, um, their business sense, the teams, uh, the fans, their relationship with the players not being clouded by, uh, the, by LeVar's presence. I, I would hope that like the, 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 the shock and awe of, of the Lonzo entering the league won't happen again. Um, because I, I, you know. I kind of see the the same, you know, LaMelo probably has more upside, but, you know, he could fall into that same, that same prototype, archetype as, uh, as Lonzo. All right. I want to do, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I want to do two more quick draft picks and I have breaking news. Oh, snap. Breaking, breaking news that uh, a buddy just texted me. So, um, a couple other notable players that were drafted. I won't run through them real quick. Uh, <clears throat> Obi Toppin. Going to the Knicks, I think it's pretty awesome. I mean, they don't really need another power forward, but, you know, good for him. Uh, New York kid, he's really worked on his game the past couple years, and uh, he really made that Dayton team way better than they should have been. Uh, Cole Anthony, UNC guard, who everyone had high hopes for, ended up going to the Magic. I think he could do something there. It'll be interesting to see if they pair him in the backcourt with Markel. And they do a one-two because Markel really started coming on when he got there, I think. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. That's so, a lot of athleticism. Exactly. A lot of athleticism. Only one of them can shoot, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Markel. Um, and then what I think is maybe going as the most underrated draft pick was the Sixers pick in Tyrese Maxey. Kids, yeah. kid's a big-time shot maker in big games, and he is very athletic and very good defensively. Defensively? Why did I say defensively? Is that even a word? <laughs> Sounds like something you would say to when you're defending your friend. Yeah. I'm defensive. <laughs> but here is the big news. You don't even understand how big this is. Last night, me, Nate, uh, his roommate Mason, and Mason's brother Griff were sitting down watching the games. I placed a live bet on Purdue to come back and beat Minnesota. And Purdue, the quarterback, Plummer, threw a beautiful flag route right to the corner of the end zone touchdown flag on the play pass interference oh my god the tight end didn't touch him yeah. they called it on an extended arm by the tight end that didn't even touch the defender it was horseshit i was pissed my spirit was broken and i felt like i had no place in this world <laughs> yeah no i mean that was one of the worst worst clear-cut not pass interference calls i've seen in a, I've ever in seen. a fucking minute that was really bad. Ever there seen. was literally no contact whatsoever. I was broken for the rest of the night. Yeah. 
I've just gotten word that they are refunding the Purdue bet, which just tells you how bad the refs are. Yeah, no, that's an interesting thing about like sports betting with that 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 that's a thing now that it's illegal. You know, you yeah. get bets back, they'll give you money back. It was a bad bet as a promotion. It's a weird, like, you know Yeah, it's super mulligan type shit when it's that bad. I mean, works just, out works was, out for us, right? Bad. Oh yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't I, care. I love it. Just wanted to give an update on that. Yeah, that would be interesting. No, that's always a nice uh, nice thing to wake up. Okay. Sorry, I had I got another text there. Weird. I thought it was another breaking news. It was not. It was about dressing up. Indeed, indeed. I received the same message. Yeah, me and Nate are um going to a very small, corona-free, um, friends dinner. Friends giving at a house. We've all been tested, obviously, and we're bringing food. Food. I got some mashed potatoes. Yeah, I got oh. stuffing. Ready to be made. I was just informed I had to make mashed potatoes. Yeah, shout out to Jacob for apparently bailing and not bringing the mashed potatoes. I mean, I, did he inform anyone else to get the mashed potatoes? No, he this, didn't inform anybody. Was this just, we're so next level thinking that we've covered his ass. No, we've covered his ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Technically, Useless. Liz told me to get someone to get potatoes. Yeah. Because Liz... You gotta have potatoes. I know Liz isn't listening to this, so I'm gonna talk shit. And even if she is, it's her own fucking fault. <laughs> Liz tells me, I've never met... I hate these people that tell you to do something... Like she, okay, she was moving a couple weeks ago, like maybe a month or two ago, and she was like, I need help with the move. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool, I can help. She's like, do you think other people will help? I'm like, yeah, you gotta ask. One week before she fucking moves, she goes, hey, Tyler, is anyone coming? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm, I'm literally sitting with Nate on a call with her. And she goes, well, are they helping me move? I'm like, I don't know, did you ask? And she goes, I thought you were gonna ask. Yeah. Why would I ask for them to help with your mood uh yeah <laughs> no it's uh that that's the worst question you have to ask somebody other than like you know can i get a drive to the airport so i'm not booking i was a big airport driver in school because yeah. all my friends that i live with um between the dorm rooms and the house i had senior year all of them lived out of state and like not far like far out of state like one of my best friends lived in miami so i would drive him to the airport every now and again how far of a trip was that from Long Island? Uh, to JFK, it's not bad. Um, in reality, if there's not traffic, you can make that drive to JFK in 20 minutes. Word. But usually it takes closer to like yeah. 35, 40 yeah. with New York traffic. LaGuardia is terrible. Mm -hmm. LaGuardia is almost you know 45 minutes to an hour. It's designed terribly. LaGuardia is like that weird blemish everyone has on their back that they don't know if it's a rash or not. So they just kind of like let it be and they never like bring it to a doctor. They're like, ah, this, this could be something, could be something. but I, I don't think I have Doesn't skin hurt. cancer. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. And then, Doesn't you know, burn. and then it ends up being Corona. Mm -hmm. That's probably what LaGuardia, that's probably where Corona came in. And in then New York, you LaGuardia. got shingles. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So, after talking about the draft and why LaGuardia is the worst airport in New York, I wanted to talk a little bit about free agency. And I guess we should kick it off with the move you've already talked about. Maybe the most interesting move of free agency. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of the big names moving around, so yeah. we had to... Uh, it, it's been different than the well, past yeah. years. I'll give you a rundown. Shit crazy. I have a rundown here of big moves that have happened so far. Mm -hmm. Dennis Schroeder, trade to the Lakers. Great move. Great move. I agree. Dwight Howard, 76ers. Pretty good move. I like it. They needed a backup I center. I like it. It doesn't make me jump up and down, but I like it. I like it a lot. I think they need a backup center. I think Dwight's, I mean, Dwight's been there, done that in multiple um, playoff games. Yeah, no. Even though he's only got one games. championship, but. And he definitely had some bounce in his step last season. Mm -hmm. Steven Adams has been traded to the Pelicans. It's a pretty cool move. Um, I'm excited Very to interesting. see him. I think he'll be nice next to Zion. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be a be really fun, interesting fun pair. Shit. Montrez Hartzell. Mm -hmm. This, is the, this is the move. This is the backbreaker. The big business. The sixth man of the year, one of the most important men on the Clippers team, has left and has decided to sign a two-year deal with the Lakers, crossing town. Cross the Not even tracks. crossing town, crossing locker rooms. <laughs> yeah. Nate, oh, man. what do you have to say about that? I I love it as a basketball fan. I love it as a man, a, a fan of uh, 
of rivalries and people hating each other for no good oh reason. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so I'm fucking in. I love it. That's this is so what we need. We need the, the the hatred between these two teams to be moved from a crosstown rivalry to bitter, bitter personal hatred. Oh yeah, it's which is what get deep. you know. This is the first move towards that. Um, so I think we're just shaping up to as long as the Lakers can sustain and LeBron doesn't fade, which I don't, you know, he hasn't showed indications. Yeah, that I don't will. see any of that um, coming soon. And AD stays as we assume he will. Um, yeah, no, I think this is you know the next in, in, incarnation of you know LeBron Golden State. His next, his next great foe has arrived. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm trying to think. He's already two stripping teams that away have really from fucking them. like hated each other. Like this is intense. I mean, Pistons Bulls in the '90s. Yeah. Um, Pistons in the early 2000s when they had like Sheed and Sheed shit, and but I can't think of a team that they battled with. Yeah, You'd say Pistons Knicks actually in the 90s, maybe more than Pistons Bulls. Yeah, that, that um, was well, you could take Knicks Pacers in the 90s. Uh huh. True. 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 Isn't 90s basketball just so much better? <laughs> Fucking uh, um, We sound. We're giving all the old heads excuses, Nate. Think of modern rivalries, Nate. I know. I know. I know. It's brutal. I mean. There wasn't the the, the, the the LeBron Golden State. I always felt there was like that air of respect between both yeah. sides. Same as Spurs Heat. Yeah. Like there was such Spurs a like, Heat, this era of I mean, that was Popovich Riley, who yeah. were two of the greatest, if not the greatest. Players two hate each other more than anything. Like I feel like one of the biggest beefs is like Russ KD. Still, true. True. Like I wouldn't say it's as much teams that don't like each other anymore. It's more players that don't get along. Um, Maybe the Utah Jazz and the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Go Baron Mitchell. Uh huh. But yeah, that Hartzell moves big. A couple other big moves. Uh, first trade that broke was Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns, which I think is going to be huge for them. Uh, really good addition alongside Devin Booker. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, that's a team that is built with so much talent that like they got to click sometime. Like, yeah, it's built with well, so much talent. They started clicking at the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just been one of those teams that, uh, yeah, you know, I'm hoping to see see them take that step. Yeah. Uh, Pelicans got rid of Drew Holiday, traded him to the Bucks, which I thought wasn't a bad. It was a great move for the Pelicans. The Bucks, I didn't get the move. They gave up what two, three first round picks. And yeah, a player I think, for I, Drew Holiday. I think they're just doing whatever that, they can to keep Giannis. Yeah, like it's like we're, this is either going to work or it's not going to work. Which, yeah, and they which didn't is get not, the Bogdanovich sign and trade fell apart, which was the bigger move to me for them for me like either way these are signs of a guy who i don't know who i can't remember the name of their gm but he's 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 gming he's he's gming exactly reactionary which is the last thing you want to do you got to be thinking ahead of everyone else if you're doing exactly what everyone else expects you to do you're already screwed so i mean maybe the season gets together and they keep Giannis, and i'm wrong it doesn't matter but if i mean i can't imagine with these moves like to me to get Giannis to stay, you need to get to a finals. And I don't see this team going to the finals. Yeah, no, they really puttered out last year in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they add Drew Holiday, and I think that helps. And if the Bogdanovich signing trade had gone through, I definitely don't think talent-wise you what, could refute. What was the hang-up on that? He didn't want to sign. That's what it was. He wasn't going to sign. Which trade. I thought was weird. Maybe they'll sign him in free agency. I guess. I mean... Probably that they won't be able to cap wise. That's why they want to do a sign and trade entitle you to a larger deal though, because technically you would sign with the Kings and then get traded, which would lead him to be able to get a max or higher money within. I mean, if he was going to get a max, do you think he was a pretty big player? I I don't know about a max. I fucking saw Malik Beasley get 15 million last night. There's no way million is not even half. I I know, but what I'm saying is if Malik Beasley is 15, Bogdanovich is at least 25. Yeah, no, I know. There's, it's a weird, it's a weird young. scale though. Like you don't see too many guys in that range. You don't. You know what I mean? You you either it's fifteen to twenty or you get max. Yeah. There's no twenty. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with. Which you. is weird, but I don't know. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. Uh, Seth Curry to the Sixers in this trade, which I love. Yeah, you I get could not be more happy. Yeah, you get one of the highest percentage three point shooters in history. Um, and no, we're not talking about Steph. We're talking about Seth. But still one of the highest three point uh, three point percentage shooters in history on a team with a player who has the highest assist rate on three points on three pointers and Ben Simmons. Yeah. And we haven't had a three point center since JJ Redick. And JJ Redick would fucking shoot anything. Mm-hmm. JJ Redick's that hunter. I'm, I've never gone hunting, but I imagine I imagine every hunting trip there's one hunter that like, oh dear, and then he shoots a tree. He's like, oh, that was just tree. The gun's just constantly going. Yeah. Off. 
Like he shoots more than anybody else, but never actually hits anything. Yeah, no, I can see that. Ben, the Ben of uh, our buddy Ben, we can imagine, oh, yeah. is a quick fire. <laughs> yeah, I imagine Ben's either a quick fire or he just actually never shoots. Yeah, he's just constantly telling people to shush. <laughs> shush. Be quiet. I'm, I'm focusing. Yeah. Stare, I imagine stare into the it's green. always funny, but we used to make all those jokes about how Ben was like a lethal killer. I, I, I can only imagine Ben like jumping down from a tree stand with like a tomahawk knife. Like and slitting a deer's throat uh, as he like flies yeah. majestically. <laughs> I don't know why that pops into my head. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It it's just fits. Something stupid. Yeah, a couple moves to round out. Like I said, Kelly Oubre went to the Warriors in a trade. Christian Wood, pretty good at a power forward slash center combo for Detroit, ended up going to the Houston Rockets, which is a very interesting move, especially if they keep, uh, if they end up not dealing Harden into the season. Mm. Um, it looks like Russ is going to be a done deal. It yeah. just, it's just depending on where. Um, but now it looks like they might keep Harden into the season at least. So that would be a Christian Wood. That would give him an interesting big man. Um, I'd be interested in that. Yeah. And Gallinari to the Hawks was another big move. But Gallinari doesn't do anything for me, really. Yeah, no, he's a guy that has a name that floats around it but never really seems to bring it when the season starts. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, who has made the best free agency move so far? Um... Because I, I honestly think it's pretty cut and dry. I think it's the Sixers, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of small moves, but there hasn't been really been... I mean, I guess you could say the Lakers, if they... I think that's the biggest single move. Yeah, getting Hartzell's big for that. Um, but, I mean, I look at the Sixers. You got, you got rid of Josh Richardson, which isn't great, but it opens up a little bit more for Matisse Thibel, and you just draft another two-guard Tyrese Maxey. Right. Yeah, and you got your return on investment. Yeah. And you got your return on investment with Seth Curry. Amazing shooter. The one thing you need mm-hmm. more than anything. Biggest priority, though, was getting rid of the Al Horford contract, which Daryl Morey did in the drop of a hat. He got rid of the entire contract, and on top of it gets Danny Green, who, like, let's say Danny Green plays as good as he did last year, which wasn't that great. No, he was pretty shitty. Yeah, but he was still better than the average 3 and D player. Yeah. He just wasn't up to his top five 3 and D player that we've seen him have in the past, especially with Toronto the year before. No, I mean, free agency last year, he was the hot name. He was the guy that everybody was fighting over for a three-point shooting. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe that was just a blip on the radar, or, I mean, even... To me, if it was a blip on the radar, that's fucking icing on the cake with a cherry on top and maybe sprinkles. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I, but I, I think it, definitely, definitely. Even if he keeps into this regression, I love the move because you got rid of Horford's contract. Yeah, and Danny Green's definitely not on a long contract. I would imagine he's one or two more years. I think years. it's two more years. Yeah. I think. Which is well, fine. And this, and you this, can this flip is that what's too. even genius about the Seth Curry move for Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson was only under contract for the rest of this year. Seth Curry's under contract until 2023, and Josh Richardson's making 12 a year while Seth is making eight. So you're actually saving $4 million and you have a guy more long-term. More of a team need as well in three-point shooting. Yeah, that's beautiful. And actually, even better, Danny Green is on only one more year at $15 oh, million. that's awesome. Yeah, so just this year. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't even believe they would take that money. Like the, the I mean, I know they're, not, you know they're not super worried about weeding, but like that's so much Horford money. For a, three years, four years, How much, three or four. I think it's three more years. Yeah, he signed a four-year deal. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a supermax, right? Four years. I don't know. But still, like, that's that's brutal uh, for like what one first rounder and a yeah. second. I don't know. Couldn't be me. No, I'm no Oklahoma City Thunder guy. Couldn't be me. I mean, they're trying to do something different though. There, you saw last year they had a kind of young nucleus. Nucleus. I keep using that word today. With Chris Paul coming in as a vet, and he led a very interestingly formed team to the playoffs and they played pretty well um with a good head coach in my opinion billy donovan mm-hmm. and then they got rid of billy donovan they got rid of chris paul they gained even more draft picks like i wouldn't be surprised if you see them trade who i think is going to be a great player in this league shea gilgis alexander in the coming year or so because they have so many fucking draft picks like they're really in a weird way they're doing a, a, a trust the process without having to lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows though? They can they can buckle under and get real bad. They could. Yeah. Like if they trade Shea, they could. Uh huh. And right now they're not going to be great. Yeah. No, I feel like uh, if they can pull it off a more subtly version, that's obviously awesome. But you also don't have the ability to really bring much free agency in there. 
Yeah. Um, so it's, it's also it's a smaller tough market. Without it really bothering, I mean, you yeah. saw them. You know, they lost KD. Yeah, it's Oklahoma yeah. City. They traded Harden because they couldn't afford him. Mm-hmm. So you know. Well, that's enough NBA for me today. I got the most interesting NFL stat though for you. You want to listen to this? Let's hit it. This is a stat. I read this to you last night, so I'm going to read it to the viewers. There's only three NFL teams this season that have not lost by more than one score. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 9-0, and so they haven't even lost a game. Kansas City Chiefs, who are 8-1, and they've only lost one game. And the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 2-7, and seven, they haven't lost a game by more Damn. than one score. Wow, that's crazy. And what that tells me is a couple things. One, don't fire Anthony Lynn. <clears throat> okay, like I'm I know that him. it's been tough down the edge for him uh, at the end of games, but he's doing a great job. This isn't a very talented team. Like they have good players, but like their best player, Derwin James, hasn't even seen the field. Yeah, in almost no, two years because I mean, of injuries. A year ago, we saw them with a much more experienced quarterback. Obviously, you know the old ass version of him. But yeah, they gotta. If you can keep this team, like to me, I think the perfect way around this is you add two more solid offensive linemen in free agency. I don't think Eckler is the guy for them at running back. Mm-hmm. I think they need a true three down back. I think you could go out and trade for one. Yeah, they're I, out there. I think you could try and draft one. I think you have options there. I agree. Yeah, no, I think that that is the but, shell of a team that like can Like, if win. you get a high draft pick, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you trade back and you get someone like Najee Harris from Alabama or Travis Etienne from Clemson. Those are guys that could really make a difference for your team. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I, I, I'm totally And they're you. set at wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, mm-hmm. and you got Hunter Henry at tight end, you're set. Herbert's your quarterback, you're set. Then you move to defense. They have a solid defensive line, especially if they can re-sign Bosa. They Bosa? Have, they have decent cornerbacks, and when Derwin James comes back – hopefully healthy for once, you will see a guy that is every bit as talented as Jamal Adams. Yeah, no, I mean, you're selling me for sure. This sounds like a football team that's that that's built to last. If I mean, it's not like somehow, keep those guys together. If they could somehow get two first-round draft picks and get ATN or Najee Harris for, as running back and draft somehow Micah Parsons mm-hmm. from Penn State, I don't see why that team like that will be like everyone's looking right now at the NFC West. And I'm going to talk about this after this with Seattle, Arizona, the Rams and the 49ers. They're like, oh, that's the hardest division of football. I don't disagree. But the hardest division of football in a year to two years, if if done right, will easily be the AFC West to the point where they might need to think about realignment. I'm not even lying. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty crazy uh, statement. No, I'm not kidding, though. The Chiefs, young, no signs of slowing down right mm-hmm. the chargers two and seven all those games have been lost by one score and they're young like bosa derwin james herbert mike williams all on rookie contracts yeah now. no absolutely they're super young oakland raiders who just can't see seem to keep hanging around yeah i don't know how because they have, they have a good offensive line um, and a good running back. But outside of that, I mean, Henry Ruggs hasn't been what we thought yet. But they don't, they're don't they not boasting any giant weapons. But they keep winning football games. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Raiders guy, but I hear you. I'll play along for that one. And then Denver, as I've been talking about for weeks, I think they need a better coaching staff and to put it together a little bit. But Denver is one of the most talented teams in the NFL just on pure roster talent. Especially when next season they're going to get Von Miller back. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a... a, 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 a they, they're just a good they're just a good run organization i think yeah john elway does a good job uh, yeah i'm not a big fan of john elway but like he pro. does a great job as an executive yeah, like the pro. turnaround can't look Super at his Bowl. teeth yeah no i really, that, I, like, I really horse, don't, don't like him any, anything. um but so weird yeah no i'm with you they're, they're definitely a team that you should never never overlook yeah so i just wanted to get that out there and say and also like now that i'm thinking about it, i just saw in my notes the Chargers also have Casey Hayward, who's one of the best cornerbacks in football. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the defense, it, it, I, I think. I really think this is th- that division in two years, you're going to be looking at four teams that are all eight It's going to be eight, crazy on the least. West Coast. They're going to have to start changing the times before games start to. Because <laughs> yeah. all the West Coast people will be fucking watching for a change. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's crazy. I, I hadn't thought about it, you know, down in the future, but that's definitely a, a thing to think about. That's it's definitely good. weird. I mean, and then you obviously jump back to the MC West. I mean, like, 
They're not going away anytime soon. Seattle seems to keep making it work um, every year when you're like, oh, no, the offensive line yeah, is no. terrible. And then Russ is just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. I don't care. Um, Thursday night, though, I just want to say something I saw. Arizona played Seattle Thursday night football. Arizona lost. Um, I think the final score was 28-21. Yeah, it was close. It was within a Hail Mary attempt. I know it's pretty that. funny. Uh, Arizona was coming down the field at the end of the game, and uh, Kyler Murray got sacked. He had a sprained AC joint for most of the game, too, so it was definitely tough for him to throw deep. They kind of lost that weapon. Um, both teams played well. They could have played better. I'll tell you what I saw is I saw that while Seattle's going to win this division, Arizona's the better team. Yeah, no, Arizona's really coming out and surprising. I mean, not, I, would, I shouldn't say surprising, but, like, really, really, really um... – you know, hitting all the marks we thought they were going to be. They're good at all the shit we thought they were going to be good at. And, they're and really now they're starting to get, they're starting to get hot in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like Patrick Peterson, you can tell is aging a bit at cornerback, but he still has plays where you're like, oh, that's Patrick Peterson. Uh-huh. Buda Baker, I never thought I'd say this. When they got rid of Tyron Matthew, I thought it was the dumbest thing they could have done. And Buda Baker literally started wearing 32. I don't know if he wore it at Washington. I don't. But he 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 switched his number to 32 then for Arizona. When Tyron Matthew was gone, and he has been literally the only other player in the NFL that plays that Tyron Matthew position, where he's like a safety, but he comes up and plays slot corner. He rushes the passer. He's an active tackler, and he's been amazing for them. Super, like honestly, if he has a couple more big games, I think you could think about him for Defensive Player of the Year. And then their rookie Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, who I think is going to change the game of football in the versatility of linebackers who they haven't used a ton, had a huge game against Seattle this weekend. I'm going to see if I can pull up the stats. But he was literally what felt like around the ball every single play. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think the most famous thing that's happened all season is the uh, Metcalf thing, but he is having a great season. Here's, Here's Isaiah Simmons' stats. He got the most snaps he's ever gotten in an NFL game against Seattle. He had 10 total tackles, nine solo, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. Damn, he is all over the fucking place. That's the the rookie you said. That's the rookie out of Clemson. Woo. He was a stud last year. I remember him. I, I got lost to here talking about that for a second. He, uh, yeah, no, he was an exciting kid coming out of school. Yeah, he's just so talented. He, what w- what was interesting about him to me coming out of college was a lot of people because of his size were like maybe he should think about switching to safety. But I do think he's a linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's the fastest linebacker in football. Um, Devin White and Devin Bush are definitely up there in terms of speed, but I think he's faster. Uh, I think he has cover skills like a safety, which kind of helps you out for running backs. It's definitely that basketball thing too nowadays where, you know, it's kind of getting to be positionless and in, in not nearly to the way that basketball is, but a little bit. that de- Those defensive backs are all not interchangeable, but able to play each other's position. And even the D-lineman can slide back to linebacker usually. Um, if they have to, the DNs, I should say. Totally um, agree. Yeah. So it's great to have a guy like that. I mean, so much more, so much more useful than it would have been, you know, 10 years ago when you had to pick one of the positions and stick him there and see if he could do it. You could definitely have him moving around as, as much as, uh, as much as you want. Totally love it. Um, and that is going to transition into my first up this week. Isaiah Simmons, man. Like I just said, you played your heart out. Uh, you definitely put out on a national stage and got your name out there and showed that you deserve more snaps within that system, especially in a big division game like that. Yeah, Isaiah absolutely. Simmons going up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Send him up. Um, sorry, I got super distracted. I never realized you had bobbleheads on your desk. Oh yeah, Jamie Moyer. Uh, I think Jamie Why Moyer. Why have a Jamie Moyer bobblehead? Why not? Wouldn't I have a Jamie Why Moyer? does the Jamie Moyer bobblehead look like he's in th- his 30s? We all know Moyer's eternally <laughs> it was, 48. It was the World Series one, so it was after, I, or uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, it is the World Series one. And then Danny Briere. Danny Briere. I still have a Vincent LeCavier one, but that's still in the box at home. I don't really know why. It's just I didn't feel like taking it out of the box. Yeah, he deserves to stand. That's <laughs> what you're trying to say. He's a, he's a one-year guy. Great player, but uh, not great flyer. Another team going up, Indiana Hoosiers football damn wow. they keep winning games um I, they got a super lucky win on penn state to start the season but they've been playing really good they're 20 and a half point underdogs today at ohio state i just don't see that happening i think they're gonna make it a close game 
Is that a, I mean, it's not a ladies lock, but that's an early, uh, early prediction. Yeah. That's not a ladies lock. I don't do college uh, for um, the locks, but um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Who they got? You said to them today, Ohio state, Ohio state. It's three versus nine. Indiana's ranked nine right now. Hmm. Yeah, no, that that's interesting. That's definitely an interesting line to play with. Yeah. And my third going up is the Lakers for proving yeah. that you're just a better team in LA. Yeah, no, they really, uh, by getting Hartzell. That older brother syndrome or younger brother syndrome is just, punch just getting, right him, getting him forced to the Clippers. It's a direct punch to the nuts. Indeed, indeed. Hopefully that, uh, that'll that spur in some good bad blood and we'll get some great basketball. Mm. And uh, hopefully the Clippers, you know, I hope they can get their their, their culture together this year. You know, I don't. Cold, maybe not cold, but like, I just hope they can get their chemistry going. I want to I I I see the, the Goliath. Kawhi didn't need a super team, bro. So you went to LA, surrounded yourself yeah. with super guys. I don't need. Well, he lost one of them, so not that they're part of a super team, but he's he was essential. Yeah, I mean he was six man of the year. That's big. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we're looking at my three down, Clippers. Clippers. <laughs> I'm just gonna shit on the Clippers for you know ever. I yeah. don't. I don't see it. Steve Ballmer. I don't like him. Uh, Kawhi. Yeah, I'm funny. not a fan. Steve Ballmer is one of the few owners that I actually do like. Uh, see, I don't know where you and me disagree with like you also, but you don't like you don't like guys that like I really like you. Like you said yesterday, you don't like Nigir uh, Degrasse Tyson, Neil Degrasse Tyson. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I'm just that like a a little, I'm now. a little bit of a douchebag too, though, when it comes to non-sports people. <laughs> I can defend myself. With All right, sports name someone people. you like. Sports people outside of Steve Ballmer. Uh, I mean, fire. owners. I don't really like any owners. Uh, no, just random, random people. You got five. You got five people. You got a name right now. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I like Ron Rivera, but that's a cop out. Okay, I just like. Got, uh, I like Joe Judge. I like Joe Judge. Um, kind of go through the division here. P. Carroll, I'm a big P. Carroll guy. I love chewing the gum. He's I don't def- like P. Carroll. He's definitely whacked out on Adderall every single day of his life. Yeah, which, he fucked Reggie Bush over. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the college shit is awful. He's, yeah, not that much different than Urban Meyer, and I fucking hate Yeah, Urban, Urban Meyer's piece of shit. I fucking shit. hate Urban Meyer, so it is definitely hypocritical. Uh, that's four. I can't think of a fifth one off the top of my head. All right, cool. We agreed <laughs> enough on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine to move on. I feel a lot better. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't really have any more going down. I'm telling you, man, I've been in a super positive mood lately. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'll take that any day of the week. Any day of the, week. Day keep, of the week. Keep the positivity going. We're going to have to change this to three up, one down, because I have not been super negative. Three up, maybe a little bit of down stuff. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give it down. Last night, I came to Nate's house, and I didn't eat. Um, I didn't eat Ooh. breakfast. I had lunch. I had a late lunch, so I got dinner. I ordered dinner at 6.40 from this Chinese place down the street. I usually get food from when I get Chinese here. And it's literally right down the street, but I just got it through Grubhub because I didn't feel like calling them and dealing with We were doing some work. It yeah, was, we were it doing was, work. It's just easy to have. It's delivered. You know, we got the COVID stuff going on. Yeah. Sometimes you only it's, go in a restaurant. It's contactless. Yeah. So I didn't feel like dealing with any of that. Ordered at six fifty. They said for dumplings and soup, it was going to be an hour, Ooh. which is horseshit. And it wasn't like it was Friday, but it was early still. It, it was, was like six thirty. Yeah, it was not like it was like you know they were. It was just it was crazy, and it took. I mean, it, I'll let you. So then I'll at seven thirty, it was supposed to be here. Wasn't here. I wait till seven fifty. I called at seven fifty. I said, "Hey, is the order here?" The guy said, "Uh, let me check." Who did you call? The, the, the place. The restaurant. Mm. Grubhub doesn't take your... They don't care. I mean, Grubhub takes your money. They don't some, give a fuck about Sometimes, you. like, the driver will text you and you can call him back or something. You know, I was just, just trying to get my facts straight. They don't care. Grubhub doesn't care about you. Get that through your head. <laughs> sometimes the drivers do, though. Once in a while. Yeah, but then, so, the guy um, puts me on hold for, like, five minutes. Nate mm. was here. Mm-hmm. Nate picks up. He goes, I think there's on his way. And then comes 25 minutes later. The food, dumplings, and wonton soup. Took a fucking hour and 40 minutes to get here. Was it any good? It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't worth an hour and 40 yeah. minutes. Nah, it definitely... Uh... I mean, it hit the spot. Like, I was really craving wonton soup. I've never had... I've had wonton soup at, like, 100 Chinese places, maybe. And never have I been like, wow, that's amazing wonton uh-huh, soup. Yeah. It's always... it's the. I swear every Chinese place that's, like, shitty and, you know, a hole-in-the-wall joint serves the exact same wonton soup every time. What's another food like that? What's another food that's never excellent, 
but you always like it. Yeah, it hits the spot. Well, I mean pizza, but pizza is so many different variations. I'll give you pizza. I'll give you pizza because it is hard to say like, oh, holy shit, this is a great slice of pizza. It is very subjective. They're all very, you know. Yeah. I mean. But wonton soup to me is 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 like a weird one in that because wonton soup is always like, I'm never like, wow, this wonton soup is so good. You have to have the wonton soup here. Like, no, it's wonton soup. It's the same everywhere. I'm not a Chinese. That's what I was about to ask. I'm not a Chinese food guy, but it's pretty simple. Pretty simple order, right? It's like there's broth, not too many it's ingredients. It's broth and wontons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. No. I mean, that's definitely not an and hour salt. and forty minute meal. But uh, I was already upset. I'm starving right now. After I get off the mic, I'm gonna get some food. My breakfast place here didn't pick up today. I was very disappointed by that. Especially because the guy on the phone is so cordial. Oh, always brightens the day. Oh, yeah. You talk to that guy. The Try guy is the right phone. down another place right down the street from us. And, like, no matter what time you call. I mean, they're only open until 3. Support chance. 7 o'clock in the morning to 3. No matter what time you call, you're going to get an answer from this motherfucker who could not be more, more happy. happy to be answering calls at this diner. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> what can I get you, brother? I asked him if uh, how much corned beef was the one time. He's like, I'm not even sure, man, but you only live once. You got to go for it. And I was, <laughs> I was like, you sold me, bro. I'll fucking take it. You got the corned beef hash. I did get the corned beef hash. We were, sales, I was ordering for me and Max a couple weekends ago, and I was like, yeah, let me get the cream chip beef. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, can I get a breakfast beer? He goes, you want that wrapped? I'm just kidding. We're going to wrap it. <laughs> I was like, ah, this guy. Dude, working at a breakfast place would be a disaster for me. I'd be so fat. Oh, yeah. I'd eat nothing. I could eat breakfast food all I got so fat when I worked at a hoagie place. I can't even imagine if there was, like, bacon Please? and eggs around. Yeah. I didn't you, get fat, but, you've like. You've been the same weight for dude, the last, le- like, eight months. I was, uh, le- I was a lot sweatier. Yeah, you were <laughs> let's, sweatier. Let's say that, then. I'll agree with I that. I was you greasier. Were <laughs> you were greasier. I wouldn't say you were fatter. Yeah. I was same a- size as you've always been. Slightly, yeah. Slightly greasier. Slightly greasier. You had a coating on uh-huh. you. You had a coating of grease. All right. So that's uh, three up, two down. I really went off on that Chinese place. I was really I know. I, I was very interested for some reason also. So Yeah. yeah. You live it, right? <laughs> All right. So I guess we're going to go to pick them. Pick them. Now. Going up and down. While two weeks ago I went terrible. Last week I hit about 50%. What was more annoying was that my locks only went one for five. So let's see if we can fix that today. It's not good for business. No. Atlanta Falcons, Saints. Uh, Falcons are plus three and a half. I'm probably hitting. I would take that. Falcons plus three and a half. Saints, really? Yeah, Taysom Hill star. You know what? I, I have think just safe... no faith in the Falcons. You know whatsoever. what I think the safe bet is here with how New Orleans plays coverage is the the over under the uh, the over under is forty nine. I would take the under. Yeah, I like that. I would take the under. What do we we didn't talk about it, but can we can we digress real quick? Yeah, no, I would love to actually talk about it real quick. What are your thoughts on Taysom Hill starting for the Saints? I am not I said this last night and you you kind of laughed me off because it's definitely a ridiculous prediction, but like I'm kind of would not be surprised if they try some two quarterback bullshit or something. Yeah. I just I feel like there's a very good poss like why would you put Jameson to replace him as injury last week? And Jameson didn't play bad. If Taysom is your backup, that just doesn't make sense to me. That's all I, I want to say about it. I just think that's a, something fishy. It should be interesting to see. My problem with Taysom starting is not that. Look, Sean Payton is the second best offensive coach in the NFL. The only one better is Andy Reid. I'll take it. Maybe, maybe McVay. Nah, fuck McVay. But I don't like. I don't like McVay. <laughs> nah, me neither. You, you, maybe Kyle Shanahan. Actually, they're the I'm same school put, though. I'm gonna put Shanahan over Sean Payton, but. Nothing against Sean Payton. I just love how Shanahan works wide receivers into the game. I think it's genius. No, he definitely has changed the the game to a more high-flying. Yeah. Even more. It's very interesting. Uh Uh-huh. So, when Sean Payton says we're going to start this guy, I don't even think it's a confidence thing. I think it's more or less like that's actually the dude. Like, he's better. My problem, and I would usually trust him. The reason I don't trust him here is, let's say you think Jameis Winston is 65% likely to get you the win. No way Taysom Hill's above a 70% there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my point is, if you... Sorry, alert. Um, I thought it was a Woj bomb. You gotta it's have not, the alerts on Yeah, this I gotta have the Woj bomb ready. My problem is that... By starting Taysom Hill, you lose the packages with Taysom. Like yeah. When we were talking about the X-Factor thing the other week, what makes Taysom Hill special is it's hard to game plan for him. Because you don't know how many snaps he's going to get. You don't know the exact formations. You don't know if he's going to be a quarterback, tight end, or wide receiver. It, it, it gives you 
unpredictability. Yeah, no, you lose that when he becomes just a quarterback. Exactly. And we know he doesn't have, like, you know. Look, Sean, Payne's, it, Sean quarterback. Payne thinks he's Steve Young. He said it before. Yeah, I think that's I don't insane. see it. Yeah. Two things real quick on this. Steve, uh, what's his fucking name? Not Steve Young. Now you got him in mind. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. <laughs> you, got, you got me switched up. Sean Payton was so, so evasive about all this, which really makes you think. It I've, does lean to your, to your yeah, uh, two quarterbacks. Like career. he was like, we have named a certain quarterback, but we haven't announced it as of like yesterday until the news came out. The news might have broken without them announcing it too. Yeah, I think And so. then two, to your, you know, 65%, 70%. Um, this is me arguing against my own point, but this is something you see with like, uh, uh, teams in in uh, not quite a position of them, but a teams. What's their record actually? The Saints. It's not good, is it? Yeah, no, it's good. They're is leading it? their division. All right, never mind then. But teams that are you know kind of middling a little bit out of their division, their quarterback goes down, and you're like, do you put this backup in, and he has like a seventy percent chance of winning you every game, or do you put the rookie in who has a forty percent chance of winning you every game? Yeah, Saints but, are seven and two. But you have a higher chance of winning the Super Bowl because it's that unknown factor. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what Jameis is going to do probably, or at least within 10% of his expected uh, you know, output. Taysom Hill's unknown. You have no idea what he's going to go out and do if he has 60. So if you look at it like that, you can kind of convince yourself you got a better chance you know, in the long term for that. Um, that's just the way I see, see people thinking about something that is definitely interesting. Maybe um, too. Just off curiosity, maybe they're just starting him because they're playing the Falcons. True, good point. Falcons don't really have a good run defense. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's a good point. And you know, it's not like Jameis needs the time to get up to up to speed. He's been a starting quarterback up until recently. Yeah. Thing that really sucks about that Drew Brees injury is that when he comes back, the first game he's eligible for is when they play the Eagles. Oh wow, that's sick. Oh, Falcons may have a better run defense than I thought. They're ranked eighth. I feel like I feel like every time I watch them, they're never stopping a running. Rate. Yeah, I mean, uh, their stats are always at the top of the yeah. league, though, and yet they're awful. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, um, I think the Falcons will cover, but I think the safe bet there is the under at forty nine. Bengals, Washington football team. For some, Washington, while they've been playing better, is favored in this game by a point and a half. I would take the Bengals outright. I think the Bengals are going to bounce back with a big win this weekend. I think Burrow's going to have a good game against the second round, against the number two overall pick, Chase Young. Yeah, no, love it after uh, some injury troubles last week. We were a little worried, Burrow. Didn't he go down for a minute? I mean, he was yeah, fine, he but he was a little bit of a scare. He got roughed up. Uh-huh. So, glad that to see he'll be back That Pittsburgh defense is a real deal, yeah, as no, I've been saying sure. all season. Absolutely. Uh, Detroit, Carolina. Detroit is favored by two and a half, but they're going to be without DeAndre Swift with a concussion. I lean towards Carolina winning, kind of. I got there's a lot of really close games this week that I have an upset on. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Carolina who? Detroit. Detroit. Um, I'm a big Carolina guy. Uh, you know they got I say it every week, but they got the Temple guys. I watch them more than anybody probably, but the Eagles. Um, I'm I'm, I'm down to get behind them. I got the pan. I got the Panthers winning that game. I'm with it. I'm with it. I love. I love it. All right. Although is is PJ Walker starting this week? No, I know they I had thought some. Bridgewater was cool. He was. All right. Cool. I thought so. I just. I just know Let that. Me check. See, now you've got me interested. Maybe that's why that line's. That, like that's that. another. That's another Temple Temple guy. Be cool to see him get some playing time. I'm checking. Rory. Speaking of Temple yeah, football, though, Teddy Bridgewater's questionable. Yeah. Two days ago, Panthers.com, put PJ Walker or Will Greer. Matt Rule like Matt Rule saying he will likely be a game time decision. All right. Well, I mean, hopefully he plays, of course, but so, yeah, I would love he, to see if some he PJ plays, Walker. Obviously, that line's gonna change. So if you want to bet that Carolina line, I'd bet that quickly. Um Oh my god. Patriots, Texans. Patriots are favored by a point and a half. I'm going outright. Texans are gonna win. I'm saying it. Deshaun's gonna have the game. I j- I can feel it. I've said it earlier in the season, and he and he came so close for me against Tennessee. He's going to do it this time. Philadelphia, Cleveland. I hate this pick. Yeah. I would take the under at forty-seven and a half. I think that's safe here, um, but I would pick the Eagles outright. I mean, that's a homer pick, but without Miles Garrett. For the Browns, uh, due to loss to COVID, 
Listen, I got to think they're going to have a win other than in the division to seal the division because it's a talented team. What better team to do it against than the Browns? Yeah, no, I think coming off the bye with a Andy Reid disciple and Doug Peterson, hopefully they can fucking uh, channel some of that oh post-bye Reid energy oh and get this season back oh. on fucking track. <laughs> Don't bring up the Giants game last week. Yeah. That hurt so much. Fucking off a bye. Yeah. Doug sucks off a bye. Yeah. I swear Doug just chugs cock. He's having a rough. He's at, on the show. Listen, Mason's not going to Mason's going to be very upset when he listens to this. We had a we had a very deep Doug P discussion about his uh he just loves Doug P. And yeah, I'm Doug I, I'm kind of like I want to love Doug P. I who doesn't want to like Doug P, but he can't call a play. All right, I'm off this game. This Temple football game that's supposed to be starting right now appears to be falling into uh COVID it's a, it's, a, it's a possible cancellation at game time. Oh. There's tests being done right now, so very interesting. Very interesting real-time uh, COVID world stuff with uh, Temple. Very interesting. Going to have to. Yeah, you're good. Nate's a producer for, um, what, what's the show called? It's called Inside the Nest. I almost on... called it Sports Beat because that's what Hofstra's is <laughs> yeah, called. Yeah, so it's Owl Sports Upstate's the organization, and then the football show's Inside the Nest, and I'm the producer for that. Yeah, so Nate's a producer for that, so I'm going to let him kind of take these texts real quick. I got to I gotta keep one eye on that. Yeah, I'm going to run through the rest <laughs> of my you, picks. Thank you, thank no, you. I apologize. I understand. I completely understand. It's unprofessional of you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm fucking around. All right, so Pittsburgh-Jacksonville, uh, 10.5 point. Uh, favorites are the Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers to cover that. I bet you they win by 13. Although last time I took a Steelers double-digit spread, they almost lost to the Cowboys. So, you know, fuck me. Uh, Tennessee, Baltimore. Baltimore's favored by six and a half. I just don't see it. Tennessee's definitely going to cover the spread. Miami, Denver. Uh, Miami's favored by three and a half. Man, Tua keeps just proving me wrong, and Drew Dude, Locke, I love it. And I Drew love Locke it. keeps proving me lo- wrong. I feel like the second I pick Miami, though, I'm going to pick Denver to cover the three and a half. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. The moment because... I pick fucking Miami <laughs> yeah. to win, they will lose. I saw their record the other day. I was like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, they're six and three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Three straight I had to Tua. I fucking whole body whipped around to look back at the yeah. screen. <laughs> Uh, Jets, Chargers, uh, Chargers are favored by nine and a half. That's a fat line. It's a fat line for, even though they're two and seven and they're playing good. I think I'm taking that. I would, I think the better pick here is the over. The over is at 46. I'll take the, I would take the over. That's a good one. Uh, Cowboys, Vikings, Vikings are favored by seven. I'm taking that. Uh, the Cowboys have what won one game against the spread this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't. I think it was that Steelers that. game. I wouldn't so. bet him. Yeah, I got the Vikings minus seven. Packers, Colts. Colts are a point and a half favorites. I got the Packers with an upset here. I just don't see the Packers losing to the Colts. I just don't. Um, Nothing against the Colts. I Like I've said, they're a very talented roster, but I think they're going to kind of fall apart and Tennessee's going to slowly come up the rear there. This is that time of year where Rodgers starts to, you know, kind of have that LeBron. It's LeBron yeah, time. It's Rodgers time. Let's actually make these fucking playoffs and get yeah, going. Let's fucking do it. Uh-huh. Uh, Kansas City Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I think that's going to be a really good game. Kansas City, th- see, this is really tough for me. Kansas City, eight-point favorites. I don't like that spread. The over is at 56 and a half. I think it's high. Even though I think it's going to be a shootout, I think it's going to be something like 30 to 24, which doesn't cover that. I would just pick the Chiefs outright if you're going to pick anybody. Yeah. At minus Always a good move. Always a good yeah, move. Just to live with it. And then Rams, Bucks, Monday night. Bucks are minus four. I'm going to actually take the Rams to cover this. I think the Rams have been playing great defense. I think they're going to keep up. I think it's going to be a tight defensive game. Uh, the over-under on that's 48.5. I would take the under on that. Sounds good. And then the locks for the week. Bengals to win. Lock it in. Chargers-Jets over 46. Lock it in. Green Bay to beat the Colts. Lock it in. <sighs> Pittsburgh to cover 10.5 against the Jags. Lock it in. Houston to beat the Patriots. Lock it in. That's five, but I'm going to give you a sixth because I don't care how bad they are. Fly, Eagles, fly. Birds to knock off the Browns. Sixth lock. There we go. Fucking and one. 
and one. <laughs> All right. Is, well, that's a podcast. Um, we're going to get back to our daily lives. I'm going to go get some fucking lunch, and we're going to boot scoot boogie out of here. Sounds good. If, uh, you think we'll be doing an episode next weekend? You think we'll be able to get one in? It's going to be tough with Thanksgiving, but oh, I think yeah. I think we should be back. Maybe we'll do, you know what would be really fun? Give us a little feedback of uh, five listeners that we have. Uh, maybe we should do a Thanksgiving ranking. I like it. So we'll do... Pick some... Uh, you got a theme in mind already? I don't know. Are you going to be home Wednesday? I'll be home all week. Maybe we do... Maybe Wednesday we'll go to my place, do a podcast the day before Thanksgiving, and do like... We'll rank Thanksgiving side dishes, Thanksgiving main courses, uh, worst family members to see on yeah. Thanksgiving. Like, we'll do something really stupid. I like it. I like it. And then it. we'll uh, pick the Thanksgiving Day games. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good to Called me. Called the Turkey Day Parlay. There Maybe we'll go. get Mason to guest host. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That I would be good. We'll get him to guest host the Thanksgiving Day episode. Bring the third mic home, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Sounds All right. Good. Deuces. All righty.